Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Coming off of this fast break, here where sports meets life. We're happy to be with you up and down the East Coast, the Midwest, the West Coast, and all around the, the globe on uh, YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, and on WakeUpCallDT.podbean.com. Once the shows go live, they jump into the archive, and you'll be able to listen back on Amazon Music, Audible, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Podbean, and so on and so forth. A lot of great places, Podchaser, Boomplay. All you have to do is, is search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora or one word, Wake Up Call DT. You can also ask Alexa or your, or your Google Home device to play the latest episode of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and they'll do that for you as well. I'm honored and privileged, as always, on the recruiting trail to be able to tell the stories of the wonderful student-athletes that are realizing their dreams and working hard toward those aspirations and goals that they've had. And so today we get to feature Jamie Tremble, who joins me, a tight end from Wesleyan School down in Georgia, in, uh, down in Norcross, Georgia. So we have the opportunity to speak with him today and tell his story, which has resulted in him committing to the Syracuse Orange. So with that being said, let's bring in Jamie. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> You know, Jamie, happy to have you here. I mean, awesome to have the opportunity. We're talking a little bit off the air about Georgia. And uh, like you shared, just like uh, my second home of Florida, it's hot. It's uh, it's toasty down there in these uh, summer times. And as you go into the July and August and some of September, it's uh, I mean, you have to honestly say to yourself when you open the door, I'm going to sweat profusely like I just ran for like 10 years and then eventually I'll be okay. So how's the heat treating you down in Georgia? Uh, it's, it's treating me all right. You know, it's, it's pretty hot down here. It's getting me all conditioned and stuff for summer. But uh, it's, it's, it's great out here, though. It's sunny. It's been, uh, it was raining the last few weeks, so I'm happy to get some sunshine in and uh, go to the pool and stuff. So uh, it's treating me pretty well. It's, it's nice out here. So, Jamie, I mean, you obviously can't teach height, and, and you have it, 6'4". Just, just, you know, when, bring me into the growth spurt. I, I need to live through you. I'm five foot eight. Okay. So my dad's six foot. I always look taller when I'm next to my dad. So when I'm next to my dad, I feel like people, oh, are you taller than five, eight? I'm like, sure. Why not? But my mom is four eleven. My dad's six foot. I ended up in the middle at five, eight. So I did not experience the growth spurt that you had. So was it a gradual increase or did you literally go to bed and wake up a giant? I would love to uh, to know the, know your story here. <laughs> yeah, so um, so it was definitely a gradual increase. My um, I never, me and my brother never expected to be tall. Like at max, maybe six foot is what like the doctor said when we were little. And he always said I was supposed to be like an inch taller than my brother. But yeah, they only expected us to be like six foot, maybe six one, because my dad is about. Five eleven and a half, maybe six foot, and then my mom's five six, five seven. And so when I was like little, I was always like a pretty tall kid, I guess you could say. I was always like, I think in like fifth grade, I was like five three, which was like pretty tall. Like, I was always like the tallest in my class. And then I think in eighth grade, I was still like pretty averagely tall. I was like, I think like five eleven, maybe five ten, five eleven. And then freshman year. I grew to like six foot, six one. And then after, like, during my sophomore year, I grew like another three inches and I was like six four. And yeah, now I'm like six four, six four and a half. So 
it was it was definitely a gradual increase in the surprise because my uncle my uncles and stuff are tall my grandpa's like six four six three and so i guess it was definitely the genes on my mom's side that uh contributed to my height but uh yeah it was definitely it was definitely a surprise for me and my uh, my brother yeah so i mean you, you have that you have that height and and then you're playing the tight end position it's a position that i feel like people don't respect as much as other positions right we hear about running back we hear about quarterback we hear about wide receiver but when it comes to tight end the really good tight ends are are called wide receivers you know oh yeah he's a tight end but it's pretty much a wide receiver so it's like there's still not respect for like if you block really well as a tight end then people seem to just kind of pass over your name if you're really good at catching the ball as a tight end they call you like a hybrid wide receiver so i would love to get your thoughts on respecting the position of tight end which i think doesn't get what it deserves yeah so i definitely agree with that and um my brother and stuff because what influenced like us to be like me and my brother be a tight end basically is like like you said, like kind of like the underrated position, like the underdog, not really the known position, just like kind of seen as like some people just see him as like an extra position, like an extra blocker, not really as important. Um, but yeah, definitely what I'm, I'm seeing like transitioning um, in the NFL and stuff now, especially with like George Kittle and Travis Kelsey is more of like split out guys who play split out and um, who catch the ball. Like are basically, like you said, like an extra receiver. So, yeah, I can definitely see, like, now, like, a transition in the game, more athletic tight ends who just aren't seen as, like, a blocking tight end or an extra lineman. And, um, yeah, so that's probably my thoughts now, just, like, trying to change change the game. Like, the game's always changing, but, the, uh, like, the position is always changing, too. And now I just see it molding into, like, more a split-out tight end who's more athletic. So, yeah, those are probably my thoughts now. And you talk about, you know, the different – tight ends that are out there you named some names before do you have somebody that you've looked up to at the tight end position i'd say probably my favorite my favorite tight end probably right now is probably travis kelsey i'd say i always, I always root for my brother but uh probably travis kelsey he just has he just has a little swagger so that's why i like um travis kelsey but besides travis kelsey who i always looked up growing um, up or looked looked up to growing up was probably Jimmy Graham. I always watched him when he was on the Saints and stuff, and the Seahawks. That was my favorite team. But yeah, probably yeah, probably Jimmy Graham was probably my idol growing up as like tight end. Yeah, and, and Jamie, you mentioned your your brother a bunch of times here. Uh, for those who don't know, just kind of share with us his story because you know from from your conversation, obviously you guys are close and you know, you've, you've appreciated this position together. So I'd love to hear more about, you know, your brother and, and kind of the story that, that he's gone through and, and how he's positively affected your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So me and my brother, we're definitely boys now. He used to be just, he used to bully me a little cause I was the little <laughs> brother and he was the older brother and we're like five, six years apart. But, um, yeah, he's definitely, we definitely molded our connection a lot more now. And he gives me a bunch of advice cause when he was in high school, he uh, made the decision to be tied, I think, his sophomore year because he was a receiver, I think, his freshman year. And then, what's it called? He um, he just told me, like, he, he at first he was, like, kind of an undersized tight end, I guess you could say, because going into college, he was, like, 210, 215 as a tight end. 
and everybody like back then like five six years ago or whatever nobody thought he was gonna be like this like walk-in play guy because he was only like he was only like a three-star recruit coming out of high school and he was going to Notre Dame and all like the other two other tight ends that were in his class were like all five-star or whatever and they were supposed to be the next big thing and um he's told me like everybody gets you know caught up in the hype whatever with all like the star stuff and stuff like that and like the rankings and he was like especially at tight ends he was like a lot of like teams back then like they just wanted like the fat blocking tight end yeah who couldn't really run couldn't really do anything besides block and he was like he was like i think he was the fastest tight end like that year because at the nike nike combine i want to say he ran like a, a four five or a four six and he um that's how he got all of his attention really like how he started getting his offers and he was like, um, he was like, yeah, man, like these tight ends. He was like, at first, like he he said he taught he taught himself like how to block and everything. Like he said, um, what's it called? Like he kind of molded himself like into that like tight end like blocking thing. Because at first he he was a receiver like he was a receiver freshman year, and he came out of the draft as a blocking tight end like the best best rated blocking tight end. And um, he was only like two fifteen going to college, and then. He left at like two forty five, two fifty, and um, yeah, he was just saying like in college and stuff they mold your body, they get you right. And he was like the position now. He's like saying he's like all these tight ends are athletic, and like he was like you think about tight end, you really it's like it's kind of like the quarterback. Like you have to know everything. You have to know your blocking responsibilities and your um, receiving responsibilities for routes and stuff. And he was like, and he's just saying now like position's completely different and um how they train and stuff is completely different but yeah just like he probably like his upbringing and stuff he's told me like tight end he was like that's the position to play like it's like the underdog position underdog position like you said earlier like nobody really plays it a lot it's kind of viewed as just like an extra blocker not really as important and um he was like yeah the game's just the game's just changing now so yeah that was probably just uh our upbringing um for like the tight end position and that's coming here from Jamie Tremble, a younger brother of Tommy Tremble, who we're talking about. Uh, Tommy went to Notre Dame, was drafted just a couple of years ago, 2021, in the third round, pick 83 overall, which is awesome for a tight end to be picked in the in the top 100 picks and to be a, a round three selection coming out of Notre Dame. It definitely says a lot about Tommy, and, and we know that he was not only drafted by the Carolina Panthers, he's still a Carolina Panther and is, you know, playing in his rookie contract. What it, I mean, to see your brother not only get drafted, Jamie, but to, I mean, number one, he played for Notre Dame, which, which has a lot of notoriety. Then he goes into the draft and he gets drafted at all is a blessing. Getting drafted in the first two days, right? Because second day is round two and three. So he gets drafted in day two and we go from, he had success at Wesleyan too. He goes to Notre Dame reputable or, you know, reputable school. Then he gets drafted. He gets drafted in the top 100 at 83 overall on, on day two, goes to Carolina, stays in Carolina and has continued to be there. So there's positive on positive on positive on positive. When you look at your brother, Tommy's story, I know you just shared with some things he's, he's told you about the journey and how the positions changed and whatnot. But when you see your brother make it out of the same school you were in, go to college, find success, get drafted, 
let alone get drafted in the first two days and then still be on the team that drafted him just what his his journey has meant to you oh yeah it's definitely it's definitely meant a lot to me and you know he's given me a, a lot of guidance on some stuff like if i have any questions especially on blocking and you know he's been like really inspirational and stuff like um to my journey and he just he just showed me like really like the way of like how the nfl is now and like how things work and especially at notre dame like he was like you want to make it you just got to work hard like to be different and like what he does like what if my brother does a lot that like people really can see like on tape and stuff and like in practice everything is my brother encourages his teammates all the time he's always a positive guy and he was like yeah you just want to have be a positive teammate a positive leader and um and, you know, it's just going to make you a better football player and a better teammate. Y'all, you're just going to have more success, like, overall as a team. So, yeah, definitely giving me guidance around that stuff and just being, you know, a good teammate and just working hard, really. So, yeah, especially him, like, coming into his third year, still on the Panthers, um, you know, just being a good person, doing his stuff, grinding, and just, you know, I- I'm proud of him, really, because he's done a lot. So, yeah, he's definitely, definitely a big – a big um, inspiration for me, uh, definitely, especially, you know, um, with him coming to his third year of the NFL and stuff like that. Jamie Tremble here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora coming out of Wesleyan School in Norcross, Georgia, incoming 2024 commit to Syracuse University. So when you're creating your own story and your own unique path, what can you say about who Jamie Tremble is? And, and, you know, I mean, obviously you have success in your family and you see what your brother's done and that could positively impact you and all of that. But in telling your own story, what separates you? What makes you different? What can you tell me about Jamie that, that the world should know about Jamie? Yeah, so I think the biggest difference and like what makes me unique is probably, I'd say probably my hard work, like, I don't really get stuck in, like, a lot of, like, because, like, the hype can get to you a lot with, like, a lot of recruiting stuff and stuff like that and, like, all the hype and stuff like that. But probably just hard work, like, keeping my head low, um, trying to stay humble, and just, like, you know, just being blessed. Just every day, just wake up and just, like, thank God, and, you know, just thank, thank him for the opportunity to be here. So, yeah, so probably, probably just, like, staying humble, hard work. And um, probably on the football field was unique about me, as I'd probably say, my play after catch, my um, my run after catch. That's probably what stands out to me, like, on the field is probably my um, my run after catch, which you, you can probably see on my tape, but that's, uh, that's probably what, what's unique about me. And you talked about that, your run after catch. You know, tight end, what we – what people typically think is when the tight end catches the ball, right? Could be big, burly guy, but he's going to catch it, go a couple yards, go down. You talk about your run after catch. Just what you could say about the what you've done with your body and with your preparation to be a tight end that can catch that ball in any type of scenario and make sure that your yak is going to be a high number at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. like Definitely, definitely working on you know block shedding drills because, you know, like, after the catch, that's all receivers. Like, there's tight end stuff you can work on, but there's also receiving part of the tight end game. So just working on that. And some of it, I'd say, is just like kind of my natural instincts of, like, where to be and stuff like that. But um, definitely, I definitely work hard on that. Like, every day after practice, 
if I catch the ball, trying to burst 20 yards just in case. So I'm ready to break a tackle if the defenders come at me in the game. So, yeah, probably just working on, like, the little things in practice. And they just add up in the game. And I'll miss, like, I try to break a tackle. My my thing has probably since, since I was little, like, my dad saw me. He was like, you can never go down by one, one defender. So you're always going to make one defender miss. So uh, that was probably my big thing um, on, um, like, yards after catch and stuff like that. And for you, I mean, when you talk about your dad saying, hey, you know, you got to be able to break that. You don't go down on first contact. Uh, what can you say about your father's support and, and your family in general support of what you've, you know, worked toward and what you wanted to do? I mean, just the, the to bring us in, if we were a fly on the wall in the Tremble household, what should we know? Oh, yeah, we're definitely... We're definitely um, uh, exciting, I guess you could say exciting, you know, joyful family. You know, we like to have a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, my dad definitely influenced me a lot, you know, um, since I was little. Like, I used to always go to my brother's Little League games, and I didn't, I didn't have any pads that would fit me, so I'd wear, like, a big puffer jacket, and then they'd put, like, a jersey um, over it, and then I'd run through, um, I'd run through, like, the... Um, the sign at the before the game that the cheerleaders were holding and uh, it was just cool stuff like that and my dad and stuff my dad played football at georgia um when kirby when kirby smart was there when he was like a freshman um and uh yes yeah, my dad he's definitely you know paved the way he's coached me from little league all, all the way up into eighth grade and he, he's always just influenced me just to work hard just hard work um, it's like the only way to make it. You just got to work hard. And um, he's always influenced me, never pushed me to play. It was always just love for the game. So, yeah, the Trimble household got a lot of love, hard work, and just we just love to grind. You know, and you mentioned that your dad played football at Georgia and, and there with Kirby Smart. Just uh, what has he told you about those days, or have you ever got it and looked up any film about your dad? Oh, yeah, I've definitely <laughs> I definitely uh, looked at some film with him. He was actually showing me a few days ago in high school. He was like, I think he was a class of like 89. He um, he was ranked like the seventh best DB in the nation. He ran like a 4-4 or something like that. But um, yeah, so definitely at Georgia, I remember the days because one of his best friends was um, Terrell Davis and uh, uh, Garrison Hurst. So those were definitely some of his best buddies there. And we talked to Garrison a lot, and I used to hang out with him a lot growing up and stuff like that and his kids. And, um, yeah, so it definitely brought me through the experience of, you know, what it's like to be a, what it's like to be in college and stuff like that and grinding, playing football, and just, like, what it was like back then, too, like, difference. Because um, he actually – he played in the NFL for a few years. Like, it was a short NFL career because he had a shoulder problem, but he played for about, I think, two or, two or three years. He played for, like, the Browns, Cowboys, and Eagles. But he, um, he was just talking about, like, different guys he saw in, like, like the NFL legends, the Hall of Famers and stuff, like Michael Irving and stuff like that, and Emmitt Smith, just, like, how they worked. And, like, it was just – he just told me how it was and, like, how how different they were and why they were legends. So it was just, it's just cool stuff. It's cool stuff. He was telling me, like, inside stuff that, like, nobody really hears about a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, you just – kind of threw it out there like it was not oh yeah you know we talked to, to you know terrell davis and garrison Hurst. it's not a big deal just family friends you know cooling out with the guys i mean bring me into i mean that that's 
that's I don't know if you, I mean this is what you grew up with, so this is what you know. But Jamie, that's not normal human life. Okay, that a lot of people don't talk to you know these incredible football players, and in, in this case, awesome running backs and you know Super Bowl champion caliber people. Terrell Davis or Garrison Hurst, when when you've gotten to speak with them, I br- I mean bring me into that. What's that been like? And you said Garrison. Yeah, that you that you spent a good amount of time with, so I'd love to hear more about that. Oh yeah, so Garrison, we used to always see the guys at the Georgia games back then. But Garrison, um, their their sons were around me and my brother's age, and um, he was actually our tra- my track coach too when I was little for our track club we ran for, and um, they definitely, <laughs> Mr. Garrison, I call him Mr. Garrison. He um, he definitely loves to uh, you know get some hard work out of you, so they're all. They're all, um, what's it called? Mr. Garrison, he definitely showed showed me the past, showed me what it's like to really, really put in that work, like, especially at track. Ooh, those days, those days, they were, they were great. But he, um, he definitely showed me, you know, what hard work means and how to grind. And um, his sons are great kids, Gannon and Gerard, and um, I love running with them. He's, I just saw how good of a father he was. So just like stuff like that, just family man, good guy. So. You know, just growing up, seeing him, seeing how he treats his kids, and um, seeing how he coaches, just everything, football, everything. So, yeah, so definitely football growing up. It definitely showed me, you know, what hard work means and what uh, what you need to get there. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I, I would I would think that you've, you've had a, a pretty unique life when it comes to football. I, I mean, normally it, it, I would say what made you fall in love with it, but, it, I mean, it was all around you. You had to you had to have your your own passion for it, right. It is essentially the family business, but why did you want to continue it? Because you could have said, "Hey, I don't want to play any sports. I want to play basketball. I want to play lacrosse. Whatever." What made you personally say, "I want football. I want this to be a part of my life." I think the biggest thing for me. It was definitely growing up, like when I fell in love with it growing up, was definitely the team part of it. Um, Because like any other sport, like even like basketball, basketball, like baseball, it's just, it's it's team stuff, but it's just not the same. Like you really need your whole team um, to be in line with each other for you to have success. So uh, it was probably, yeah, it was definitely the team side, you know, growing up, our little league games. Um, you know, just winning games and it was, we used to win championships and it was basically, it was probably like during the football games, like scoring was cool and stuff like that, but definitely just like celebrating my teammates was probably the biggest part and what made me fall in love. Like I really love to do that stuff to celebrate my teammates, um, and their success as well. So it was probably those things. And then, you know, hanging out after the game with my friends on like when I was in like fourth and fifth grade. And just like hanging out, going to the pool all day after a game or something like that in the morning, and just stuff like that, just like team camaraderie stuff, is probably what really made me like fall in love with the game. Jamie Tremble here with us from Wesleyan School in Norcross, Georgia, on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora in this recruiting spotlight special. Jamie, you said you like seeing other people succeed. Mm-hmm. The world could really learn something from those words that just came out of your mouth. 
that it's not just about you, but you like seeing other people. Why do you like seeing other people succeed? Why is it not all about you? Um, I'd probably just say like the joy it just brings in people's eyes to just see other people succeed. It just like warms my heart. It just gives me this like feeling that's just it's just right. It just feels right. And um, instead of just being selfish, like it's cool, like getting the touchdowns, getting the fame, all this stuff. But really, like it really brings a smile to my face to see somebody else happy and um, seeing them really winning or having success. So yeah, probably just like price it's just like gut feeling. It just makes you feel good inside. So that's probably that's probably it. I feel like I need you in my cabinet when I run for president. <laughs> I think I think we have to I think we have to do that. We have to arrange for that. But uh, I mean that's 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 pretty awesome. I, I mean when 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 you're looking at you know your life and and your journey, you and I were talking off the air about this and you know, wanting to see other people succeed and appreciating them. Do you feel like you've had that too? Do you feel like you've had teammates and family members or people in the community that have been like, Hey man, I'm proud of you. Like, I'm happy you got the touchdown. I'm happy you got that offer. Do you feel like you get that love as well? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, the school community I'm around, my best friends, they all just they're good people and they love to help out. Like they helped out with my brother's camp this past weekend, which I really appreciate them for. And they're just really, I just try to surround myself with good people who have good intentions and um, they just want the best for me. And I want, I, I want the best for them. So there's, that's what I try to do. And the people around me, they all say congrats, my school. I love them for that. All my coaches, they're really, they're all, they're all part of my family. Like really, so, um, yeah, I'd probably just say that just all the people around me are just good people. So they definitely influenced me to um, have, have have success and do good things. You know, and, and that's and I'm happy to hear that support system. And you also said a little bit earlier your faith. Where does that, you know, where do, where is God's role in your life? Where where is faith in your life? Uh, it's definitely a big role. You know, every morning, every night. I try to give thanks to the Lord because I wouldn't be anywhere without him. And um, just every day, just thanking him, just thanking him. I'm here. I get another day because, you know, I see, I see it all the time on the news and I try not to look at the news because, you know, it's always, it's always like depressing something like that. But it's just like people, I always think of it this way. Somebody's always having, like, even when I'm having a bad day, somebody's always having a worse day. So just having my faith and just be like, everything's going to be okay if you're having a bad day. It's trying to be like, just believe in God and just thank him every day for the opportunity and just read your Bible. If you know you're feeling, feeling bad or feeling down, it's always going to, it's always going to help me. It's always, it's always going to help everyone. It's always helped me when I'm feeling down. It just makes me feel good. And it always just, I just use it every day in my life. Why don't, I mean, why don't you lose your faith? You know, I mean, we're living in a world where it seems like people want to talk about everything but God sometimes. So why, why keep your faith? Um, I think just at the end of the day, it's just what I have to, it's like, it's weird. It's like, I've had so many like just feelings of like a presence. Like I just had these encounters. And even if you don't like, you just have to, if you just take a chance on God, cause he's always waiting for you. If you take a chance on him, he'll be there. He's always waiting. So what I what I say, like, to not lose it, because I've had a lot of people be like, 
bro, you really believe in God? Or people in my life and be like, yeah, I do. And, you know, some of those people have, like, negative stuff going on, and they keep going down a bad path. But I try to, you know, influence them. And I've had people also change their faith. They've started going to church. They've become a better person. They felt better, and better things have come into their life. So, yeah, probably just keeping that faith, just like, I'd probably say the main reason not losing is just probably, I'd say the main reason probably just, you know, just ending the final goal, like, in his kingdom, like the glory of God, just having that, you know, faith, and like everything in the Bible is just all the stories, it just all makes sense to me, like, because it's going to be different for everybody, everybody's not going to have the same reason to believe in God, but you just got to. You just gotta find it and be open to it. If you're open to it, you'll find it. So that's probably that's probably my my main reason for you know having strong faith and keeping my faith. Well, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself, and and I appreciate it because it's something that you and I have in common. And you know, I mean, my my belief in God. I tell people all the time: you can believe whatever you want to believe, and I respect you to be who you are. And at the same time, you know, I mean, I. I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be healthy. I wouldn't. There's nothing about who I am today that doesn't have God's fingerprints all over it. And, you know, I just I love hearing these words from you because it's inspirational. It's 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 heartwarming. And again, I think you're you know, you're trying very, very hard, but yet without effort to be in my cabinet when I'm president. And, and and I'm totally cool with that because see now, I mean, I'm already Garrison Hurst and Terrell Davis and dad did this and we're down in Georgia and we, you know, we talk about God and we believe in God and what's the alternative. I mean, to us, there's only one way. And then I know the food in the South. This is my big question. Like when I know this is our first conversation that we've had, Jamie, but I'm a firm believer in good first impressions. When do I get to come down to the Tremble household and, you know, have some good food and good conversation is, I guess, what I want to know. Whenever you want. You're always welcome. You always welcome anybody. we got some good, ooh, I'm telling you, my dad cooks. His barbecue is different. I'm telling you, like, right now, my barbecue is different. My mom's going to make some macaroni and cheese, collard greens, um, black eyed peas. It's going to all be there. It's going to make some cornbread. It's just, it's whenever, whenever you want to come, just let me know, and you know, we'll get you right. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't threaten me with a nice time. So I mean, that's that's that sounds awesome. Uh, before before we get into rapid fire, Jamie Tremble hanging out here with us, a tight end coming from Norcross, Georgia, and a Wesleyan School here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You had a bunch of offers that had come through to you. I had the blessing of of an awesome list here of App State, Boston College, Duke, East Carolina, Georgia Tech, James Madison, Mississippi State, Tulane, UCF, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, and of course Syracuse where you committed. And looking at your list, I have covered almost and interviewed people from almost every single school on this list. So I know that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of positives of schools that you got here and the caliber of them why did you, your first offer was Vanderbilt inside the SEC? Why Syracuse? When when this, I mean, like I said, this is a reputable list. There's a lot of good teams on here. There's a lot of good coaches on here. Why Syracuse? Um, 
I can't. I couldn't put any better. It's probably it was just the best fit for me. You know, um, the thing that probably uh, sealed the deal was definitely my official. Um, it was just the best fit for me, like the position I play, um, kind of that split wide position tight end, like a Rondé Gasson plays. It, it was just a perfect fit for me in the way they utilized me at my skills in the offense and um, the school as well. Like my mom and stuff and my dad are big, big on academics. So um, I definitely wanted to go to a really good academic school. And um, that's what Syracuse is, a private university. So it was definitely – that definitely played a big role as well. And when we got up on campus, it was really beautiful. And um, everybody everybody was great. All the coaches, they were all great, all faithful men. And they were just – I just felt – I just felt at home. It was just like – I just felt a really good vibe there. And it just – it just felt like – it just felt like the right decision to me. Yeah, you know, and, and like you said, I mean, it, it felt right. What is it about the coaches? What is it about? I mean, to is it was there was there anything that I when you say it feels right, what what else was there? What what could you you know, what did you feel on campus or you know in a conversation that just that that you didn't forget? Mm-hmm. I probably. I'd probably say our um, conversation the last day on um, my official visit there um, was with Coach Babers. It was probably with Coach Babers in his office. He brought um, they brought me and my mom in his office. Me, my mom, and my dad in, in his office to talk, and um, we were all talking. He was he was introducing himself and kind of telling his backstory and like what um, what colleges he came from and stuff like that. And um, really, like what he said was his fate. And I didn't really know um, a lot of his backstory before. And when he was talking, he was just explaining all this stuff and, like, how his faith really carried him, like, how he survived. Because he went through something really traumatic um, in 2008, and he almost died. And he was just telling um, his story to me and, like, how his faith carried him through the whole thing. And he was just being super honest with me and my family the whole time, which I couldn't respect more out of a coach or coaches because, you know, sometimes they might tell you something which isn't true. Um, But I can always respect an honest coach who's telling me the truth um, about the program and how they view me as a player um, and and the future as well. So, yeah, it was probably probably my conversation with him. He just gave me that gut feeling where I was just like, this is this is the place to choose. After thinking of thinking um, and discussing with my parents, it was just the right decision for me. And um, he probably he probably nailed um, he probably he nailed it on that. He he definitely influenced a lot after I talked to him. And he was just a really good guy, really good coach, really good person. So I just felt really good vibes from him after that. And um, he really influenced my decision a lot, as well as Coach Campanelli. He had a great family. I hung out with his family. During the weekend, great guy, great people. It was, it was, it just felt like a really good vibe from there. The players as well; they're all good people. Uh, you know, and it's and it's awesome to hear that. And I guess you know, I mean, you you just said a bunch of things, but the fans want to know: is this a commitment that will carry us to signing day, or is there any concern that you would change? Oh no, this is this is a hundred percent commitment that's going to stay till signing day. You know, go Warren. I'm not switching up. 
Memphis for sure. It's a, it's just the place to be. I couldn't I couldn't pick anywhere. No matter if I had a million offers, it's it's just the right decision to make. So I can you can, I can definitely tell you that I will sign to Syracuse. You know, and, and I mean, do, does any of this have to do with Ronde Gadsden, the seconds move from wide receiver to tight end, and to see his his success in this this offense? Did did that lay into your decision at all? Oh yeah, definitely. They were telling me, um, Coach Campanelli was telling me how they were used. I was watching him, how they were used. I was watching his tape all year, and he kind of plays like how I think I would play in, in on the college at the college level. And um, he's definitely influenced my decision a lot um, from the tight end perspective and, like, what he's playing now and what his production's been and, you know, how often he gets the ball and how many, you know, receptions and stuff and targets he gets. So he's definitely influenced my decision a lot. You know, he's talked to me about it and, like, what he likes about Syracuse and um, how how much of a good fit fit for him it was and, like, um, how his transition was from wide receiver to tight end. And how it just made sense, and how well they use him in the offense. So, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely had a big impact on my decision. Best attributes, Jamie, for for your game, things that you feel like you are the best at, and then some of the areas you're going to be working on with another season to go before you come to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely say my best attributes attributes right now are probably my explosiveness. And um, probably my catch, my catching. Um, I think I only dropped total out of, I think, like 60 targets. I only dropped, I think, maybe four balls, maybe four balls all year. And then my explosiveness, like I said, like after the catch, jumping, because I have like, I have about a 40-inch vertical, 39-inch vertical. Um, I broad jump like 10, 8, 11 feet. And, um, yeah, probably my explosiveness after the catch. Nobody, I never really get tackled, tackled by the first defender. I always try to make somebody miss. And just being explosive, explosive um, out of my routes and stuff like that. And probably something I'm working on right now um, with some coaches right now and my trainers is probably, probably my routes. Um, I'm really trying to clean up, make my routes crispy. Because, like you said, like I'm a tall receiver. And, you know, just trying to make those routes crispy because I have long long legs, long strides, but really trying to make those cuts look crispy and smooth and fast. So, yeah, it's probably some stuff I'm trying to clean up. And um, I've been really working this offseason with my brother with, like, blocking stuff. He showed me a lot of blocking stuff. So really getting into some technical blocking stuff. And, yeah, but that's probably what what I've been working on and what I'll continue to work on this next, like, year and a half until I get up to Syracuse. I love it. Appreciate it. And uh, definitely uh, am happy to see this and and definitely going to be checking up on that progress as we move forward. It is time to play rapid fire on wake up call with Dan Tortora. So Jamie and I are going to put each other on the hot seat. Jamie, I'll ask you first. So you know what it, what it sounds like and, and what you can expect here. So if you came out onto the field to one song for the rest of your life and it could never change, what song would it be, and why? Probably this. Ah, oh, hard. Probably, I'd say Rod Wave is one of my favorite artists right now, rap artists right now. I'd probably say 
probably, I'd probably say the greatest by Rod Wave. Yeah, greatest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's my that's my go-to pregame song. All right, fair enough. Is there a reason why? Um, I I I'd say it's just he kind of has like he kind of just tells the story during that his his upbringing. It's just like it always gets me going, gets me gets me super pumped up. Um and ready to play and gets me locked in. All right, fair enough. What's your first question for me? All right. Uh. Hmm. What? What? What's your go-to? What's your go-to food? Um, on a Friday night. Go-to food on a Friday night. Uh, I would probably say historically, my family and I, we all sit, we, my mom cooked darn near every day of the week. Uh, she cooked Monday through Thursday, Saturday. During the summer, my dad would, would cook out, you know, on the grill. And then Sunday, my mom would cook too. So Friday, we would go out. We usually get pizza. So I'd probably say my Friday go-to would be some pizza and wings for sure. All right. I'd have to say that. <laughs> All right. All right, Jamie. Hmm. If you could travel anywhere in the world that you've never been, it's a three-part question. You're going to go somewhere in the world you've never been. Where do you go? You can take one person that you know, and you can take one celebrity. What is it? Get Paint the picture for us. Hmm. <laughs> I'd probably say Dubai. <laughs> I'd probably say Dubai with uh, my best friend Dominic, <laughs> and then I'd probably take celebrity to Dubai. If I say celebrity, probably Drake. Probably Drake. Okay. What? Why? Yeah. Why Drake? He's the, he's one of my favorite artists of all time, and if I if I had the chance to go on a a trip with him to Dubai, that would be crazy. So, yeah, probably probably Drake. That would be crazy. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What's your second one for me? Second one, probably, probably, probably Bali. Yeah. I'm thinking, and then I'd probably bring, I'd probably bring like, shoot, I'd probably go with my brother, honestly. Okay. I'd probably go with my brother to that one. And celebrity, I would probably bring. Uh, uh, this is hard. I would probably bring like uh, if if Rihanna was if Rihanna wasn't with uh, if Rihanna like five years ago. Mm, I'd probably say Rihanna. I, that was like my celebrity crush since I was growing up. Okay, Rihanna. All right. What's your what's your question for me? Hmm. Uh. All right. If all right. If you could be, I know you said you're 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 uh, five eight, but if you could be any height, <laughs> what what would you want your height to be, and why? I mean, I, I guess I'd want to be six foot something. I mean, you know, I. I'd probably say six five because I've always been able to shoot, play basketball all my life, 
and I wanted to play D1, wanted to play at Syracuse, my hometown. So, you know, if, if, I, if I was, and then I wanted to go play for the Toronto Raptors. So I'd say like 6'5", make me a combo guard, let me go to work. Yeah. I feel like if you're any taller, it's kind of like, it's kind of hard. Life is just hard if you're taller than that. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, plus, you can't really fit in anything. It's just, it's kind of a hard life. But yeah, 6'5", you'd be combo guard yeah that's probably a good answer thank you i appreciate it all right my last question for jamie tremble is i like the superhero one because i like living in the world of the superheroes and i like creating so if you could be any superhero two-parter what superhero would you be and if we were making a movie where you played this superhero what villain would you want to face I'd say I'm about to go with my favorite movie all the time, Spider Man. Okay. Ooh, he's my guy. I probably want to be. I probably want to have Spider Man's powers. You know, swing webs. Ever since I was a little kid, he was just the coolest superhero to me. But yeah, I'd probably say probably say Spider Man's powers, and then movie. Hmm. I probably honestly probably just have to go Spider Man movie too. Um, villain. Mm, probably, probably Venom or Doc Ock. <laughs> okay, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna paint you a little picture here. I've been a Spider-Man fan my whole life. Uh, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time. Venom is a close second to Spider-Man, and I was an extra on set in the Amazing Spider-Man Two with Andrew Garfield. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. What? Yeah, and I have every intention of making a Spider-Man movie someday. I would love to be a screenwriter for one of the upcoming films. That would be insane. I would I would be full in support for that. Shoot, I'd start something, a little thing to on every all of my social media and everything to get that started. That would be crazy. Oh my gosh, that, that's amazing. How was that, being on set? It was it was really crazy. I mean, we were the the first team with like all the main actors was in New York City, and then we were in Rochester, and so you know being an extra, there was like two hundred of us, and I mean you're on this. They take down. I mean they took out all of Main Street. We had badges that had na- the name of the movie, but it was a different name, so like people couldn't know what we were doing. So we had this like fake name of the movie, and you're like wearing this badge, and you're driving on set. And when you drive on set in the morning, there's like, you know, some, some fog and you're driving on and there's a car flipped over from yesterday that's on fire and they got the 18 wheeler in the middle of the road to start off from where they left off. And I mean, you're literally, I mean, I just remember driving in slow motion, looking around going, don't ever forget that you're on a movie set right now. And for Spider-Man, like your favorite character of all time, you're on a Spider-Man movie set and you're 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 doing it like you're in it you're you're a part of this and yeah i mean it was it was so crazy and uh, i would like to think it's only the beginning dang that that's amazing oh my gosh that's so, crazy that's just guess what are, what are the odds of me saying spider-man like lifelong i've all i still have all my action figures all my little costumes i had growing up dang that's that's crazy that's that's insane 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's funny how the world works. What is your last question for me? I'd probably say your last, this this is kind of a hard one. It's hard. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of hard. All right. So if you, would you rather, would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse? Okay. Or be the last person on earth and give me, give me a reason why. (laughs) Uh, you know, that's that's tough. You know, I, I don't think I'd want to be alone. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to be the last person on Earth because then I'd be by myself. So, I mean, I guess I would be in a zombie apocalypse, which I've kind of thought about before, and how I would be. I've dreamt about it. I've watched a lot of The Walking Dead. I need to learn how to use a crossbow. But I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I guess I would be in a zombie zombie apocalypse as long as there's other like human beings alive. But I don't know if I'd want to be the last person. That's 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 just eerie, you know. But there are times I will tell you this, uh, Jamie. There are times as you'll learn as you grow, and hopefully you won't have to learn from as many crazy situations as I did. But when you date people in today's America, sometimes it makes you want to be the only person on earth. So I will, I will tell you that. <laughs> so with that being said, Jamie Tremble, Wesleyan school, Norcross, Georgia, awesome story, committed to Syracuse. He's all in. He said, there's no way he's not signing with the orange 2024 incoming class. I'm so, this was so much fun, man. I mean, I, I love my job. I do what I love and I love what I do, but it's because of people like you and from Spider-Man to God, to support, to just kindness and generosity and, and just everything, you know, and, and humbleness that you have as well. This has really been one of the most fun conversations I've done in a really long time. And I'd love to have you back on the show. Oh yeah, definitely. I appreciate I appreciate you a lot for having me on here.